The Highlands, Spring of 1344. They were just children. Five boys ranging in age from eight to ten and two, and not one of them had any sense of direction. But what they lacked in that regard, they certainly made up with fierce determination and tenacity, and rock-throwing skills. At first, Findlay was certain the boys were nothing more than a ruse to keep suspicion away from some group of men, cowards more likely than not, who had actually stolen the thirty head of cattle. Who would hang a group of lads that young for stealing cattle? Let the lads take the blame and mayhap a beating instead of placing guilt where it should really lie. But the more Finlay, his younger brother Richard, and their good friend Tall Gowan interrogated the thieves, the more Finlay believed their story. They had stolen the cattle not only to feed their people, but also to prove to their mum they were indeed fine warriors. The only thing the lads would admit to was the fact that four of them were orphans who had been adopted by a fine woman named Maggie, and that their clan had been wiped out by a pox years before. They refused to divulge much else. Now Findlay and his men were leading the boys and the cattle down the small hill toward their home. Findlay shook his head, pitied with the sight before him. One hut, made of mud with a thatch roof, surrounded by a few tents, all of which had seen much better days, sat between a meandering river and a dense forest. A small garden sat near the edge of the forest to the south of the home. Chickens picked away at the dirt. Not far off stood a small fenced area that apparently housed the three plough-horses the reavers had managed to use in their theft of Angus McKenna's cattle. Although the small farm was not nearly as grand as the castle that Findlay and his men called home, it was still clean and tidy in appearance. Several very old women sat around a long trestle table, chatting away as they appeared to be mending clothing. The smile on the oldest-looking woman, if such a thing were possible, as they were all rather ancient-looking, disappeared as she saw the men and boys approaching on horseback. Her wrinkled face— brown from years of exposure to the sun, looked more like a dried apple with tiny eyes attached to it. If looks were arrows, Findlay and his men would have died instantly from the glare she shot at them. Within moments, the other women who sat with her followed suit with glares of their own. Clearly Findlay and his men were not welcome here. The chickens squawked their contempt and displeasure as Findlay and his men disturbed their late morning feast. They went scattering about as the group walked their horses through the yard. The boys sat tense and nervous on their mounts, casting each other looks of despair and dread. Findlay supposed they were anxious about seeing their mum and owning up to their transgression. As they drew nearer, one of the old women left the table and disappeared inside the hut. Moments later, the door flew open with a loud bang, and the most beautiful auburn-haired lass Findlay had ever seen came running out. His mouth suddenly felt quite dry, and his heart thrummed rapidly for several long moments. She stopped dead in her tracks at the sight before her. Three large highlanders sat atop massive steeds, and they had her boys. Her stomach tightened as her emotions bounced from relief at seeing her sons alive to anger that they had left their home without a word to anyone. The Highlanders alarmed her. Reflexively, she slowly dropped her hands to her sides to make certain her Shigian dupe was still in her pocket. 
Her first inclination was to demand they let her boys go. If that didn't work, she was not above thrusting her knife into each man's heart. She eyed Findlay and his men suspiciously as she stood motionless some twenty feet away. "'I take it these reavers belong to ye, lass,' Richard said as he dismounted. He flashed a smile that normally made young lasses giggle and twitter, for he was considered a very handsome man. His smile apparently had no such effect on the woman standing before them. Her face had turned to stone as she continued to stare. The two youngest boys, each of whom had been riding with an older brother, slipped down from the horses. They went running toward her, happily crying out, Mum! as they flung themselves round her waist. She hugged them closely, never once taking her eyes off the men.